Scott Harold is known for his interviews. Well, you're asking great questions. I think you're in the right career path, my friend. <laughs> I really do. Scott Harold's SOS Radio podcast starts now. I remember playing tug of war when I was younger. You know, it's like you wind up like on the losing team, right? And you feel like everybody's pulling against you, and you're pulling and you're pulling and you're pulling. But when you think about tug of war today, it almost feels like that rope is ready to just snap in two. It's like nobody really wins in this culture. And we're talking with Christine Kane today at SWS Radio. How are you? I'm awesome. Thank you, Scott. It's great to be on. You know, life would be so nice if things went the way we expected all the time, right? If things always went our way, but we live in a fallen world and we have all those unwanted seasons of life. And sometimes we realize, hey, I've drifted and I don't even know how to get back. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I think that would be the true of all of us. You know, I remember, Scott, when I was young, my dad took us to a beach in Australia, my mum and dad uh, called Yumina. And what they would say to us, they put up a big beach umbrella on one side and then a whole bunch of beach towels about 100 feet sort of further on. And they would say to us, when you go out swimming, make sure that you constantly look up and check your markers. Because if you don't check the umbrella and the towel, whether you realize it or not, you're going to be drifting. Even if you don't intend to, the currents under the water are so strong, all you have to do to drift is nothing. And so you need to check your markers constantly. And I think we're in that place in our world today that if we are not checking our markers, we are going to drift whether we want to or not. I know, it's so important too to look at like what we're anchored in because the anchor can slow down the drift, but there's still the drift because sometimes the force of culture is a lot stronger than we think we are. I think so without a doubt. And you've got to keep setting the anchor. I know my, my husband loves to boat and he goes to me, Chris, you know, throw the anchor over the side. And so I remember this one time I did. But I didn't check that the anchor was actually like set in the seabed. And so, you know, about half an hour later, we kind of hit this other boat. And he's like, Chris, I told you to throw the anchor over. I said, I did. And um, But he goes, did you check that it actually was anchored to the seabed? And I think the currents of our society are swifting so quickly and they're drifting and they're changing so quickly that if we are not constantly checking that our anchor is firmly down and holding, we're going to drift. And mostly I think we drift unintentionally. You know, it's not often you wake up and you go, today I'm just going to walk away or today I'm just going to go and do something crazy. I think you just gradually drift because you're not checking that you're anchored all the time. We're talking about finding our way back to God when everything's pulling us away with Christine Kane today at SOS Radio. She's the founder of the A21 campaign. She's also a recipient of the Mother Teresa Memorial Award for her work fighting human trafficking and helping with refugees. And Christine, so often, you know, our faith is dependent on our external circumstances. And we want to be centered. We want to be anchored. But culture pulls us in different ways. And when we get to a spot where we realize, you know what, I have drifted. And I've come to a place that I'm not proud of. I've come to a place that this isn't what I set out to do. What, do you, what have you learned about recentering and refocusing so that we can move back after we've drifted? You know, I think the most important thing I've learned is that Jesus is with us (laughs) wherever we are. And I think that's a really important thing to remember. You know, the book of Hebrews says that Jesus is this hope we have as an anchor for our soul, both firm and secure. And I think when our 
soul has drifted off course, when our life has drifted off course, oftentimes we think, you know, I could never come back because how could God forgive me after what I've done? Or, you know, how can I find my way back to God? I feel so far away. And the good news is that I think we just have to look up, reach out, and we'll find that Jesus is right there so eager to bring us back to his heart. His love and his grace and his mercy is beyond anything that we can imagine. And often the enemy will lie and say, you know, you've gone too far. You've done too much. You're too far away. It's too late. But the good news is that it is never too late to come back to the heart and the love of God. We're talking with Christine Kane today at SWS Radio, and she just wrote a book called How Did I Get Here? It's about finding your way back to God when everything is pulling you away. And Christine, you know, tell us your story of welcoming those unwanted seasons of life when you realize, you know what, there's a drift going on and there's a culture that's pulling me in places that I don't want to go. But sometimes I actually like some of those things, or at least my flesh does. <laughs> I think you've hit the central issue for all of us, whatever it might be, just wanting to do what I want to do or perhaps sin. You know, the Bible says sin is fun for a season. And I think it would be a lie to say that sometimes wanting to do things our own way isn't fun or isn't easier. But the truth is that it will never lead to a flourishing life. And I think what we have to do is believe that what God has for us is better than anything we could actually go out and get ourselves. And oftentimes, I think we're looking to people and to things, whether it's status, whether it's success, whether it's, you know, maybe acquiring or accumulating things, we think those things are going to give us ultimate significance or security or peace or joy, which is really what we're longing for. And those things will come up empty every time. They may seem awesome for a short season, but inevitably, I think you look throughout the course of history and you ask anyone that's lived more than 10 minutes and they're going to tell you those (laughs) things will not ultimately satisfy. We always are going to need more and more and more and our ultimate hope, our ultimate significance, our ultimate peace and joy will only ultimately be found in and through a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so I think what we have to do is acknowledge and not deny the fact that, you know what, sometimes it just would be easier to go and do what I want to do, when I want to do it, how I want to do it, but to believe that our God is good, our God does good, and that he is not trying to withhold. The Bible says every good and perfect gift comes down from above and that what God has for us is better than anything we could pursue ourselves. Now, culture wants us to keep an open mind about everything. Culture wants to talk about emotions is a part of truth. But we're talking with Christine Kane today at SWS Radio. And Christine, you've done a lot of research talking about where anchors are and where drift is. And you actually wrote a book called How Did I Get Here? And when you and your husband are trying to teach your kids about where truth lies, it all goes back to a spot that's anchored in something secure. Absolutely. And that would be the Word of God, without a doubt. You know, the Bible says, if you abide in my word, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And I think in a world where people are trying to get their truth from friends or media or social media, the ultimate truth is the word of God. And Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth, the life. And so if we want to find ultimate truth in which we can be anchored, a never changing truth, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We are only going to find that in Jesus Christ and in his word. And I think today, more than ever, we need to put that anchor down deeper 
in the Word of God than we ever have before because everything, every sector of society, everything in society is trying to undermine the authority of the Word of God, the truth of the Word of God, the stability of the Word of God. But, you know, I'm 55 years old this year, and I can tell you that it's God's Word that is the truth that has set me free in life. Christine, what have you noticed about how having an anchor of truth actually gives you freedom rather than restricts you like so much of culture wants to say? Absolutely. And I think a lot of people say if you anchor yourself in the Word of God, then, you know, you're very narrow or perhaps you're uneducated or you're really behind the times because, you know, life and society and culture has just moved so far. And it's almost like there's a a shaming element from culture trying to say that, you know, you're either restricted or bigoted or narrow-minded if you believe the truth of the Word of God. But the fact is, throughout all of history, it's God's Word that sustains us, that enables us to flourish in life. And I think what we have to do is to understand that Everything is designed to cause us to drift from believing the authority of the Bible, the strength of the Bible, the fact that our lives will flourish if we obey what the Word of God says. And I think, you know, when you understand that God is for you, that, you know, God is light in Him, there is no darkness, He has no dark side, there is nothing in His Word that is trying to limit you or to minimize you or in any way to withhold anything good for you, but you discover that in the truth of the word is life. Jesus said, I came that you might have life and life more abundant and abundant life is to be found in the word of God. I mean, that word is living. It is active. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. It's not a book of just, you know, dead, empty rules and regulations. It's not a book designed to limit or contain you. It's a book designed to help you flourish in life and fulfill your God-given purpose. We're talking about how we genuinely can flourish after we can recognize that we've had some drift in our life that's taken us to a place that maybe we didn't see coming. And we're talking with Christine Kane today at SOS Radio. You know, when you started the 821 campaign, you've been working to fight human trafficking for years. And obviously you've worked a lot with refugees who just see the brokenness in our world and just don't have a lot of hope for life because they have seen the worst of humanity. How have you learned to encourage those who just feel disappointed with God when they Look at the circumstances they have, recognizing what I've gone through is terrible. The brokenness that I've had to live through is different than others. How have you learned to speak life into those that just feel so broken that they don't feel like they see a lot of hope in our world? Absolutely. And, you know, that's a great question because the truth is that everybody has experienced, you know, pain and suffering to varying degrees. Of course, when I'm working with the victims of human trafficking or when we did our work with the refugees, there is just great loss, great pain, great suffering, great grief. And it's easy to be stepped up in that. I think firstly, we need to acknowledge the reality of pain and disappointment and betrayal and hurt and abuse and discouragement. I mean, those kinds of things, they're the universal human experience. But It is important to remember that we have a God who understands suffering. We don't have a God that is distant. We don't have a God that has never gone through anything. The Bible says that, you know, anything that we have experienced, Jesus himself, he experienced pain and betrayal, and he experienced, you know, just a brutal crucifixion and death, and uh, he was treated unjustly, and he was prosecuted unfairly. There is nothing that we have gone through in the human experience that our God himself 
himself did not go through and bear the pain and the suffering of that on the cross at Calvary. And the good news about our gospel is Jesus bore it. Therefore, we can take our pain. We don't have to deny it. We don't have to minimize it. We don't have to dismiss it. We can acknowledge it. The book of Psalms is full of, you know, the psalmist crying out and lamenting about their pain and their grief. And the good news is we have a God that understands the depth of that. He's not denying it in any way, but we can take it to him, understand that he bore that on the cross and that we can have a life beyond our past. Our history does not need to define our destiny. This is the good news of the hope of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, is that our past does not need to define our future. We are not defined by what happened to us, what we've been through. It has helped to shape us, but it does not define us. We are defined by who God says we are. And he has given us the promise of a brand new life today and a hope for the future. And that is the good news of the gospel, that in a world that is hopeless, in a world that is full of pain and suffering and despair, that we have the good news of a hope that can be found in Christ, both today and, of course, eternally in life beyond this life. And it's so wild how God can use that brokenness. And when we're sharing our story, it's like, hey, this is who I was, and this is what I was doing, and this is where I was selfish, or this is where I just was caught in this just dark web of brokenness. And then God stepped in, he changed my heart, and here's what happened. And we're able to share that with other people that are walking through similar things. They start to see that hope too. It's so wild how God uses that. Oh, he always uses that. I think when I speak with some of our survivors that have been rescued out of human trafficking, you know, I've been able to share my own story where I was left in a hospital unnamed and unwanted when I was born. There was no name on my birth certificate, just simply a number, number 2508 of 1966, and that I was the victim of sexual abuse for many years when I was a child. And so I understand that pain, the pain and the bitterness and the unforgiveness and the hurt and the rejection and the shame and the guilt and the condemnation that comes from that kind of background. And yet I am living proof that Jesus Christ can heal the wounds of our past, the brokenness of our past, and he can take the very things that the enemy meant for evil and turn them around and work them together for our good and for his glory. And here I am, you know, this kid that was left in a hospital, unnamed and unwanted today, that God, by his grace and his mercy, would not only rescue me, but then use me to rescue others that are still caught in pain and abuse and suffering. So God never wastes a hurt. He can always use the broken fragments of your past to give somebody else a future. Christine Kane has a brand new book. It's called How Did I Get Here? It's finding your way back to God when everything is pulling you away. Thanks for sharing your story and your wisdom. You are great. And it's just been my honor and privilege to be with you today. Thanks for downloading Scott Harold's podcast. These discussions come from his radio show on SOSradio.net. It's a Christian radio station you can plug in with for music or conversation. Thanks for supporting the podcast.